Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to our live business stories podcast. I think now, Mark, we're up to episode four. four. Yes, we and are. we've got quite a few lined up for the future. Uh, so I'll just hand over to you to introduce. We've got a great interview today with a great guest with a very successful business. So, Mark, away you go. So today we've got Nathan George joining us, and I've known Nathan for a number of years now, way way back to when he uh, almost first started, I think after he first moved into his office in uh, Ryrie Street. And um, uh, I've always admired Nathan for his honesty, his straightforwardness, and his commitment to his customer. And I've always enjoyed the conversations with him. So it's great to be able to get Nathan here and ask him a few questions. So welcome, Nathan. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, Bill. Appreciate the opportunity. So, Nathan, let's start back. What got you into what you do? Kitchen table story or...? So it would have been when I was around 15 or 16 years of age. I was um, very much into computer games at that stage, and I remember handing my parents to, to buy a computer back then and one of the old towers with the old square screens and... Um, played a lot of computer games, more than my parents knew and um, racking up massive internet bills then because it was the dial-up internet days and that does make me sound very old when uh, I say that we use dial-up internet. But um, yeah, I just I, I did a lot of that and um, I started making websites for little gaming groups that I was involved in. And um, after a few of those, I think I got reasonable at it and I built these websites with news about games and things like that and... Um, there was a local internet provider in Geelong that um, provided dial-up internet services themselves and they wanted to build websites for their clients and they didn't know anyone so they asked me, I knew a friend of a friend and they asked me to build a website for a, a customer of theirs and I think it might have been no more than $200 the fee to build it um, and then it just sort of snowballed from there so a couple of sites in and this company actually, um, it, they got approached by um, some bigwigs in Melbourne and they had some software they were developing and they tried to float that company on the ASX in a, in a mining shell from Perth, a shell company. And uh, at the end of my high school, uh, when I turned, I was 18 and they, they offered me a job for this new company. So I started the commute to Melbourne and was a fully fledged full-time web developer. Fascinating story, Nathan. That's fantastic. That's yeah. Really good. Yeah, yeah, that that is good, and I know you you uh, you really you command a great reputation around the regional area that we live in, and it's um, and you're also good in promoting your business too. And one of the areas in which you do promote your business is that you are the key sponsor of the Geelong Chamber of Commerce. Can yeah. you just give us a bit of a story on what value do you see out of that, and why did you become the key sponsor? So I'll backpedal a little bit. I haven't always been great yeah. at commanding an audience. I haven't always been good at promoting myself. Um, certainly my business career through my 20s was pretty horrible. Um, fortunate, like I was, it was enough to pay the bills, but I was terrible at promoting myself and I was terrible at getting myself out there. I was probably more of an introvert. And uh, if the phone didn't ring, it was a good day, a good day of business because that meant there was no potential problem. So... It's funny, the growth was pretty slow back then, so I, I probably chugged along for 10 years with very little very little growth, but didn't realise. I didn't even know. I didn't know any better at that stage. Um, so Pixel was a, a reincarnation of that business uh, six years ago, 
and I'd had a child in that time and um, priorities in my life had changed and so I knew that I needed to do things differently. I knew that I needed to get out there and promote myself and be a little bit more social and so a, different, a whole range of activities that I would have done, you know, getting my face on video and on social media, things that I wasn't particularly comfortable with. Still aren't, to be honest, but it just, it's just has part of being um, a good promoter. But the Chamber of Commerce, it was really just a bit of a, a joke at the start because I didn't think I'd ever have the opportunity to become the platinum partner of the Chamber. And I just sort of had a, had a bit of a jab at sort of saying, I, was, I don't know if it was to Mark or to Ben or somebody, but, you know, I'd love to be the, the partner at some stage. And then all of a sudden it actually became an, uh, an, uh, an option and I was in the mix, I was in the conversation and um, I thought that I could actually bring a lot to the chamber with my digital background and, and even the, the chamber members. So it was the perfect audience for me, small business, small to medium business in Geelong um, and the chamber itself, I felt like I was I was joining lots of as part of my new era of business was joining lots of networking groups and attending breakfasts. Um, the chamber to me seemed like the largest and the most credible and the most obvious alignment for for me. Um, I really enjoyed my time networking at the chamber. The chamber really helped me become a better networker. Uh, I started off very scared after five events and left a few in the middle because I just couldn't break through into little click groups I just felt like I couldn't interrupt people and I now know that there are many people at after five events similar to me that are just dying for some kind of connection so I now try and do that myself and help people that obviously don't feel comfortable um but yeah so uh so just sorry on that point then what I'm hearing is that you're really an introvert with a an extrovert trying to break out right and networking's been a great way to do it well, it's motivated me. So, I, you know, I have goals for the business and I've realised that I need to break out of that shell yeah. in order to hit those goals because um, the business that I'm in, um, there are there are a lot of competitors in this industry and um, a lot of it is, you know, can be offshore as well. And um, it is, you know, a lot with, with particularly our post-pandemic, you know, we don't have to see our customers very often. Um, but the way I think I have succeeded is by building relationships relationships are without a doubt the key and it's something that i try to instill with my team as well that they need to build relationships with our clients because um, it doesn't matter if you're if you're getting great results if you have a poor relationship with that client there's a chance they won't well, see that value and they they might look around that's elsewhere. Right. and we said before that you're operating in a congested market so you've always got opposition out there you know who could Definitely. knock them off at well, they won't knock them off because um, you've got yourself to a stage where it's about a trusted reputation. That's really what it's about. 100%. Web, web yeah. development's a commodity these That's days. Right. Uh, Just one final thing on that then is that um, there, I'm on the judging panel for the Geelong Business Awards. I've mm-hmm. been on the judging panel for the Irish Australian Chamber Business Awards. And what amazes me is how many companies in regional Victoria or in regional Australia – that are what I call the best kept secrets, mm-hmm. and there's no point being a secret, and and there's no doubt from my observation that your brand your brand has now got a greater exposure. Yeah. And uh, tell us a bit about your team, Nathan. You you've uh, got a, a very dynamic guy 
who works with you has been with you for quite a while. But yep. tell us about the rest. What what what's their skill sets? What have you been looking for? And I think you're now as you're in your growth phase, mm. looking for some other people. Uh, so along the way, I guess I've tried to expand uh, our service offerings. So I've always tried to pick up another piece, another piece of the puzzle that adds a new skill or expertise. And so we started off as you know mostly web development, and then. I knew that digital marketing was an obvious um, flow on from there. So we you know, started with a rather simple marketing offering, which might have been around Google Ads, maybe a bit of SEO. And it's really broadened now to basically outsourced marketing for, for businesses, um, which includes um, you know, advertising, obviously, but copywriting and graphic design and anything we can get our hands on and help, help businesses grow as well. So um, each person I've hired never actually fit the role that I advertised but I would find someone who is a great cultural fit and they have something that they can add value to to the team and to our offering and then I've molded the role around that person and it's kind of hard in Geelong. Geelong's a a, a relatively small candidate market so you don't get 100 applicants for a a role that you can pick and choose from and and get that specific um, list of criteria so Every time, and I've, and I've been rather fortunate actually that I've just picked up some amazing people um, that I, you know, love hanging out with and coming coming to work for me is is just fun because I enjoy being around these people that have a similar passion as I do. So just one question on that about finding staff is I've got some clients who are in recent times uh, are like everybody else and their key issue, number one issue was always can't get employees. Mm. And do you think there's a solution to this going forward for small business or medium-sized business operators going forward in the next 12 months? Look, it's a common story and, it, and there's a balancing act to be had because there are definitely people that are jumping around job to job chasing the dollar and they want the highest dollar possible. And I've noticed a massive increase in salary expectations recently, which is hard to, hard to uh, match as a small business. You've got large organisations in Geelong like WorkSafe, like NDIS, like Deakin – that are offering offering phenomenal wages and benefits in this industry, and it's very hard for me to actually meet that. So I need to have other other benefits of working with with Pixel. So flexibility around hours. We're very very supportive of families, and you know the needs of family throughout the week are pretty up and down sometimes. Um, an environment where you know we encourage each other and and celebrate each other's success and. Um, it's not too stressful. We have, you know, we we want to. We're busy, and we want to be busy and and challenged. But we don't want to have a situation where clients or jobs make us feel stressed and overworked. And so I, I feel like we offer, a, you know, a different pace of work to to what those organisations might. And uh, what's your current vacancies? What are you looking for? Nathan? What's the skill set? Well, I've been very fortunate. Last week we picked up a, a new graphic designer, uh, a lovely lady. Um, She's going to commute from Southbank, actually, to Geelong, so that's that's going to be interesting. Um, looking for a, a digital marketer at the moment, um, particularly with a, a paid ads bent. But um, as I said before, you know, you never know what you're going to get in Geelong, and there's already been a few candidates that bring other things to the table that that really interest me, and I'm now pondering how I might restructure the team just to accommodate someone great. Um, and we're always looking for web developers, always looking for somebody who. Um, can not only build websites but has a, an ability to talk to clients and sort of provide solutions, you know, based on what the client needs 
and sometimes they don't know what they need. Yep, well, that's very true. And um, your office on Ryrie Street, you're moving? Where are you shifting? Yeah, so we're about hopefully one or two weeks away. So we're moving to 30 Mallop Street and we're doing a fit out at the moment um, with the Hamilton Group and uh, Hamilton Spaces is, is the team that's building out the office and that's had its fun dealing with uh, permits and power core upgrades and but uh, we're nearly there. I can see see the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, it's going to be an amazing space. Which better meeting spaces for us, a massive kitchen. Um, I get a private office finally, so I can I can I don't know how I'm going to go not being able to talk to my team directly all day. They're probably going to get a lot more work done, um, and probably probably me too. But it's going to be a, cha- a change of um, pace for me. I don't know if I'll find myself wandering out onto the onto the floor most of the day, but. I'm sure you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and just on that point, um, if I went and spoke to your staff and asked them, well, what's Nathan's leadership style like? Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you expect the answer to that question to be? Um, my leadership style, look, it's I, I, it's funny. I, I do see all of my team as my good friends and... I know it's probably different for them. They see me as their boss, and I, and I always get, sometimes forget that you know uh, I'm 40 years old, and um, a 24 year old young lady doesn't see me the same way as I, you know, me hanging out with them. But you know, I think we have a, a pretty close relationship. All of us, um, you know, I, I'm very. I think I think I'm quite supportive of everybody's personal life and the challenges of the last two years. And so we've really built a good connection. I think I built a good connection with the whole team and. Um, we're quite open with each other and um, I like to I like to let people be autonomous but give them the nudge when they need it so I'm not I don't, I don't want to micromanage the team and, and each person knows that they need to drive their own their own area their own clients and um, so I'm not I don't think I'm a taskmaster but there's you know there's clear goals that we can we can have fun at work but we still there's business to be done and um, so there's a, there's a balance that's good. Uh, just well, just on that thing about motivating yourself, for instance. T- um, tell me, what do you think about when you drive to work in the morning? Uh, probably the twenty meetings and how I'm going to get work done that day. Uh, how many hours I'm going to have to work tonight? Um, but I guess the thing for me, I've always wanted to build um, something special. I've always wanted to build an agency that has a good reputation in Geelong, and I don't need to be the biggest. Um, I don't need to grow for the sake of growing, but the the um, the reputation of of being really good at what we do that's what I'm keen on. Um, I love problem solving myself and um, finding the answers when others couldn't. That's kind of my what gets me motivated. So, building an agency that has that reputation as well is is what I'd like to do. And where is Pixel going to be by the year 2025? What's your sort of vision? I assume you've got a plan and a vision and a and where you want to head? What, what's what's your vision? Twenty twenty five. There's definitely going to be this. So we're at we're at eight staff at the moment, and I think um, twenty twenty five will be a bit more than that. I would hope so. So I think there'll be a new structure, like there'll be a different management structure to the business by that stage, which is going to be a test. I've seen many agencies grow, and this tipping this is a tipping point. Once you hit that ten to twelve staff, I can't manage everyone directly at that point. Um, and so I've seen businesses fail at this point many, many times. So uh, it's, a, it's a big challenge for me is to get that growth right, to bring in the right leaders into the business or, or 
develop the leaders within the business um, and take it to the next level in a, in, a, in a safe way that we don't lose that culture that we have at the moment um, and, the, and the quality of the work that we're delivering. Uh, you know, I, f- I feel like there's some huge agencies in Melbourne which, which seem to scale overnight to like 100 staff but their reputation is churn and burn. And as I was saying, my goal is more about my reputation than it is about growth for the sake of growth. So if I can scale slowly and um, safely, the business is still um, viable, but we're delivering quality work, that's what, that's what I'd like to achieve by I've got a, a, an opinion on that, and I always ask business owners, what, what is their sweet spot? Because classic in small business, there's always a lot of failures at small and medium business, and I deal mainly in family-owned companies. Mm-hmm. And if you draw it on a chart, or draw a bell curve, most of them have got to the point where on the tip of the bell curve, right on the top, and the next move is the important one. And if they don't innovate and change and everything else got to happen, they'll go down. Mm. You know, history proves that every time. Yeah. So... Um, have you got a sweet spot in terms of size of the business? Well, or? just yeah, you know, when, when Mark asked about where will you be in twenty twenty five? Yeah, yeah, you know, of like an endpoint of where yeah, I think I'll that's right. be happy. There's um, a place because just you mentioned about all the hours you're working. Because what I would suggest is um, had you know that classic saying, "Working on your business." We've heard it a million yeah, times. Yeah, and I guess what you're saying is you want to get to a point where you can do as you want to, particularly what you need to do mm. when it suits you or when it suits the business. So I think when that management structure kicks in, when I do have the opportunity to change that management structure, I might have a, a better opportunity to work on the business rather than in yeah. the business. I think that's coming and something I'm working towards. Um, the way that I've grown the business and the services that I offer, um, it's quite a stable, stable growth It'd be very difficult. I don't live and die by my sales. That's a component yeah. of what we do. But if I was to not get any sales for the next six months, we'd actually survive. So I'm fortunate in that respect and fortunate that the pandemic was actually a blessing in disguise because everything moved to digital. So it would be very hard for me to fail financially, very difficult. I'd have to do something ridiculously stupid. Um, so growth for me is is slow and steady and I think – the formula of the team that I've built in Geelong is going to be repeatable. But if I do it in a slow and safe manner, the business will grow grow well. And whether that's that formula, that team gets duplicated in Geelong or maybe that team gets duplicated in a Melbourne office. Um, but either way, I will do it in a slow and safe way rather than just hiring you know, a, a dozen people at a time with no real idea of where the next revenue is coming from. That's really good, Nathan. It's 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 obviously you've got very clear where you want to end up, and um, I, and I think the the respect you have in uh, the customers I know you have, and just in general, just people in Geelong respect that. And I was going to ask you, are you thinking bigger than Geelong? Well, are you thinking of other regional centres? Because a lot of businesses have moved into other regional centres because it keeps that helps keep that culture rather than into Melbourne and becoming one of many. So the only reason I'm, I, I when I first had that job, um, when I was 18, that was in Melbourne, in Flinders Street, and I've always loved Melbourne, um, and I loved working in Flinders Street, but uh, my wife hates the city. Oh, we will never move there. We will never go there, so that's not going to happen. But the main reason, the only reason I would consider um, having a, an office or even a satellite office in Melbourne uh, would be um, 
staff. If, it, if there was a genuine roadblock in Geelong of finding the staff that I needed, um, I think it makes sense for us to have a small office in Melbourne. But Geelong will always be a, a HQ. I think Geelong is... I love working in Geelong. I love... Um, you know, coming to work within 10 minutes, you know, that's just such a underestimated, um, you know, a benefit of being in Geelong. And um, I certainly, I get excited about going to Melbourne, but if I had to commute every day, there's no way I would, I could do it. But um, yeah, I think there'll be a point where I'll need to, I'll need to have that access well, into the Well, by that time, we'll have helicopter drones well, anyway, so, right? And it'll be a 15 minute trip. But even this new graphic designer who's commuting yeah. from South Bank, you know, if we had a few of those people doing that, commuting, it would make sense. Um, and maybe there's a few days in Geelong or a couple of days in Geelong and vice versa. Maybe the Geelong team gets to go to the big smoke and visit clients there as now, well. Now, Mark, my final question is tell us about outside of sitting in your office and sitting on your computer all day, mm-hmm. what are your other interests? My other interests? Well, I've been a, a basketball player all my life. But uh, I'm getting old and uh, I tried to re, uh, rejig my career as in basketball and unfortunately had a uh, frozen, frozen shoulder injury which totally destroyed that and it's still a problem for me. So my, my uh, I've got to admit, I wasn't amazing at basketball. My height got me through. So it's not, not the end of the world that I'm not playing basketball anymore and I now coach my daughter. So I'll live vicariously through my daughter. Well, yeah, well, that's an interesting... Last night I went to a uh, stadium down in Belmont. Yeah, to AWA. Watch, yeah, AWA, that's right. Yeah. And my uh, granddaughter, who's nine, I think that's right, nine, uh, was playing for the Wildcats. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe the number of little kids down there last night. Incredible. Right? It was Basketball amazing. is extremely strong yeah. in, in Geelong. Now, I grew up in Lara. I was once the president of the Lara Basketball Club and... So I couldn't send my daughter, even though we don't live in Lara anymore, I couldn't send my daughter anywhere else but Lara. But Lara is the strongest um, domestic basketball um, club in Geelong now. It's phenomenal the growth that they've had um, and the the amount of teams. I don't know how they do it, to be honest. I don't know how the current president, Jason, does it. But it is is phenomenal the growth of basketball in Geelong. Well, the other thing, my daughter, just away from business for a minute, my daughter and I watch The Hustle. Oh, yeah. Have you watched that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I recommend yeah. to, to people to watch. Yeah. Um, so th- that's really great, Nathan. I think the 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 wisdom that you uh, portrayed today for people listening to this is fantastic. And Mark, you would, would you like to f- finally yep. wind up? So thank you, Nathan. Thanks for being open with us. And, no um, problem. And uh, we wish you all success in the future. And I know you will because you're very, you're very considerate about how you go about things. So... Um, I'm sure in a few years' time we'll be looking at this uh, person that uh, is probably sponsoring the basketball in Geelong or something. (laughs) Who knows? But thank you very much, Nathan, for your time today. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Bill.